0: my arteries are undried undried, undried. <laughs> your you arteries is this how we're starting season two with your arteries with my arteries is this a cheese thing like you're gonna bring it back to your cholesterol and no, no this I bit didn't. doesn't make any
1: sense so listeners know what i'm talking about they don't know, I think they don't know. do you know no. what you're talking about maybe <laughs> sometimes i worry that you just say things and there's no connection You know what I mean? Like, there's nothing going on there.
0: Like, with you in the outside world, no connection.
1: Just like everything you say to Arda. You're the 23-year-old version of a serial killer at 40 who just goes on a random shooting spree, and they say, oh, deranged lone wolf. (laughs) Crazy ideology. All his scribbles are about arteries and shit like that. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dicey D20 my name is noah your dm and we are reigning in season two here uh with the crew we've got our bright lord rogar ragnac hello everyone <laughs> so excited <laughs> <We> have, <laughs> for season two <laughs> yeah so stoked uh we have fievel mazantrav also known as baxter Woo! and tyson mckay What's the up did you miss me
0: they no. probably they
1: probably did. Wow! <laughs> a
0: simultaneous no.
1: A whole week Jesus. off and they have missed you like crazy. Tyson uh, kills himself. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, last we left off in the Dicey D20, our heroes had completed season one by vanquishing Seth's mouth, a uh, abomination turned into a godlike creature. Uh, Tyson uh, vanquished him. Yeah, Ty- Tyson Tyson vanquished him with the help of his friends, obviously, and <laughs> Evil. And, you know, I I separate Fievel and friends friends because Fievel Fievel is no one's friend. Uh, He's Jack Bauer's friend. Uh, mm, Jack Bauer sees him as a meal ticket. I'm not so sure he sees him as his friend. Oh boy. And there is a difference. But uh, yeah, so we're we're going to be starting off season two today for you guys. Uh, Very exciting. We're going to start off with some downtime. So for those of you who aren't familiar with downtime, we're going to have one-on-one player DM interactions, small little uh, snippets of storyline. For some personal growth, some character development in between the larger sessions and seasons. Campaigns. Campaigns, the right word. But regardless, uh, we have some really exciting news. Uh, A really awesome bit of uh, stuff to tell you guys about today. First of all, Season 2, we've got uh, not only the regular pod, but we have the Nat20 Knowledge podcast, which is hosted by the guy who plays Tyson McKay. Yeah, boy. Yeah. So we have DMs on every week talking shop, talking about D&D and all the cool stuff therein so definitely check that out. There'll be a link on our website and in the description in the description It's It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a a few days since I've recorded. Uh, (laughs) The second tidbit of information is a really cool sponsor which we like to tell you guys about Shapeways.com an awesome place for people to upload their 3D printing I guess it would be like a like a blueprint, I don't know how 3D printing works, yeah. but regardless, the people at Shapeways are super nice, and they were gracious enough to send us a really cool set of polyhedral dice for D&D, got my hands on the nuclei set in mm. stainless steel, which is just stunning, really beautiful, it's rolls beautiful really set. nicely, I did take a couple of rolls out a game, Uh you know, hopefully it's not too too With, bad of luck, Without, I uh, just wanted to see how they, yeah, without oh, you guys, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, really I just want to, to out. say shout-out <laughs> to Shapeways.com. They've got crazy amounts of dice, like Celtic, Steampunk, Thorn. Um, I've had their Thorn dice for years. That was before, uh, you know, we had this little relationship going on. But I just wanted to say check them out at Shapeways.com. Super awesome. Next up, though, we're going to start off with our storyline. Uh, where we left off, you guys outside the pyramid, or should I say the, the crumbling ruins of the pyramid. I'm sorry. With everyone <laughs> alive uh, and well. Except for obviously Lothian, who died inside. Uh, he was a bad guy, anyways. Well, uh, let's Luth... bring him back. <laughs> I miss him. I warned him. <laughs> Luth... Luth didn't come with you guys, so he was resting in the Lizardfolk Folk Village. Oh, yeah. Arda is currently up and alive, and the Woodwode sacrificed himself to save both Fiavolmausenthrov and Jack Bauer. A Stop decision which I think up. we all regret. But, uh... <laughs> anyways, you find yourselves outside the pyramid. Arda is there. Everyone kind of breathes a sigh of relief, and I now leave it to you guys. What what would you like to do? I hug Jack Bauer and I say, "I thought we were gonna die." Hold me. <laughs> okay, uh, you have a telepathic bond with Jack Bauer, right? I want I want everyone to know the affection in the air. No, no, no. I'm just asking. You do have one, though, right? Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. So he I mean, he's so. not really, he's not conveying in words, but he's it's more so along the lines of "We did die, you asshole." So. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I I too hug Jack Bauer. Okay, I mean Jack Bauer's probably not going <laughs> to stop you. I ordered him to stop him. It's Fievel who would stop him. So. Yeah, only my love can be so pure. <laughs> okay, do you want to do anything about it, Fievel or are you going to let it happen? No, I'm going to tell Jack Bauer to move his leg as he runs at it. As he runs at it, I wasn't and running. He's it's going up for a hug. He's not going to tackle him. <laughs> I won't change your mind. <laughs> no. Oh my gosh, him ultim- give me him a chance. I love it. No, whatever. He yeah, you can hug Jack better All right. Arda hugs the Bright Lord, who <sighs> was standing beside him. So, you know, quite quite a joyous and happy moment. And she says, Thank you so much. Oh my god. For wow. While? You're welcome. Poor
0: horn I go hug him now. Uh, I say Shoot.
1: I'm going I'm going to need you to roll me a d20 for that. I'm not sure Orin's <laughs> going to love that. Is that charisma or what are we going for here? Yeah, we're going to go well, strength? it depends. Do you <laughs> I want to pounce on him and make him hug me. Uh yeah, well, I don't depends on how you want to go with it. I mean, your strength isn't great. I'd probably say charisma like just try and hold your arms out and embrace him. I was like, "You
0: want one big guy?"
1: What was your roll? Uh 9. Yeah, so not enough. You didn't beat Oren's uh, check here. He's kind of a strong and you know masculine, manly type. So he kind of pats you on the shoulder and says, You did well, kid.
0: I, I hug myself. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But, you uh, know, when so you go t- for a high five and then no one high fives you and you just high five yourself, that's basically what I do, hug form. Do people high five themselves when
1: that happens? Cool people do, Noah. I do sometimes. Yeah, yeah Sam always does. <laughs> uh, so Tyson McKay is hugging himself then high fiving himself. Oh. Arda and Rogar Ragnarok are kind of having a moment, Jack Bauer and Fievel also having a moment. Uh, <laughs> Kinda everyone, everyone kind of has their moments together. Arda looks to you all and says, I think this is where we'll have to part ways, my friends.
0: No! Gas. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Who are you?
1: <laughs> I'm so glad that we became friends and that we could achieve this goal together, but I think my place lies elsewhere. And I ask her where is elsewhere? There's a colony of lizard folk further to the south. I think I might go see if I'd be welcome amongst them. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so, Fievel being an absolute cock to her. Uh, you know, she didn't reject you, man. She just forgot you. There's a difference. Oh, Anyways, is there? Uh, I think yeah, one there is more than the other. Definitely is a difference between that. One is amnesia. The other one is being a, a cunt. <laughs> Pardon my language. Anyways, <laughs> gentlemen, you find yourselves, as as I said, outside the the Temple Pyramid. Oren comes over to Rogar Ragnak and says, Yes. So, on to the guild then. Let's go! <laughs> Where's my invite, Oren? So, Oren kind of looks at you, and the look is enough. I mean, he's kind of just disregarding the <laughs> comment. You definitely don't belong in the Knights of the New Moon uh, and, and within their order, so... I think know,
0: the knights need a spellcaster... So, I am a spokesperson. Do you want to say that out loud? Or are you going to? Yeah, I say it out loud.
1: <laughs> okay, roll me a persuasion check. <laughs> You're trying to persuade him that you belong. 18. Ah, okay, well, so Oran looks to you and says, You may be right, Tyson. But the Knights of the New Moon are more than just what we may need and what might be a necessity. You have to be pure of heart, courageous, and have honor in your fighting.
0: I have one of those things. And when what you have it? the
1: others, we can discuss your joining us.
0: Oh god, it's going to be season 8 before <laughs> I can.
1: Oren looks at everyone and says, Onwards then, to Ryberry.
0: I do victory. I tug on his cape and say, Hey, forgot
1: about short stuff over here. <laughs> and I point to Jack Barry. Okay, I'm going to roll for his reaction because this could be very funny. Yeah, it's super funny. That's a one. He basically laughs, laughs out loud in your face. Okay? <laughs> Wow. It has, for, just so you know, nothing to do with the fact that you're a mouse. No, no, Nothing it to, do it to do with the fact that you're small. It's literally because you're a piece of shit. Oh, okay? that's a racist. That's the only reason why. <laughs> wow. So he just laughs at you, kind of pats you on the head, like, you know, that little, like, tussling the hair like you do to little kids? All right, champ. And then he just keeps on walking forward. <laughs> <laughs> the true to goes one shade darker. <laughs> yeah. Oh, And chap. I say,
0: it's okay, yeah, you wouldn't have... A T-shirt to fit Jack right? I get it. <laughs> a
1: T-shirt. <laughs> okay, he doesn't know what a T-shirt is, but, uh, <laughs> you know, uniform or maybe armor would, would, would have been, you know, a good call. Regardless, Oren begins to march towards the Lizardfolk village. In the short amount of time that it takes to get there, there's no real danger or hazards as you guys trudge through the swamp. And Luth is currently awake but, Mm. uh, stitching up some wounds. You know, the Knights of the New Moon, very resourceful, gotta take care of themselves in tough situations, so he's taking care of some of his injuries. He looks to you all and says, wait, did Arda make it? And Oren goes, she died because of you! (laughs) Oren goes, she's fine, she's just off getting the children. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So, uh, Luth kind of takes a, like, a sigh of relief, and then he says, so it's done then? And Orin goes, It's done, my boy. So we're going back home. Back home for now, yes. I don't have a home. Oh my gosh, cry some more. (laughs) No one cares. Oh my gosh, play me the smallest fucking violin. Anyways. (laughs) I'm on it. I pull out my flute.
0: (laughs) You have a flute. I do have
1: a flute. Oh god, I forgot he had a flute. Okay, so Baxter begins to play the flute as Tyson once again starts talking about how he has no home. My here father, we go again with My father <laughs> left
0: me When I was the boy He died but
1: <laughs> Okay so Oren says Here we go again With this fucking story <laughs> <laughs> Anyways Oren says For y'all to pack up Whatever it is That you want to take with you They'll be taking the horses So there will be some room For that kind of stuff But uh, that the The journey To Ryberry Is nearly Five and a half Six days So there will Whoa. be Some travel time here And they are currently Waiting for you guys To be prepared So are you guys Good to go I
0: check my goggles make sure they're still on my face nice. uh, I get yeah, my one gold coin and I put that in my pocket <laughs> you only have one gold <laughs> <laughs> sorry we're not all rich bright lords Jesus. <laughs> we're, we don't get handed a silver spoon and just fed fed a good life okay I don't know what you're talking about my life's pretty rough <laughs> <laughs> you got the girl you got the guild <laughs> what else you want Jay Marcus come on <laughs>
1: Please? <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. The yeah. still playing the flute, so this is all very dramatic, as Tyson <laughs> McKay is still just self-deprecating behavior. Anyways, are you guys all prepped and ready to go? I, I put uh, my
0: suitcase and throw a bunch of sand in it. <laughs> throw it on I add see. some grass to the suitcase.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to ask you right now, where do you think you are? Because you're in a swamp. What kind of sand do you think is in a swamp, you fucking moron? <laughs> <laughs> I dig until I find sand. Okay, so Season 2, just to let you guys know, listeners, is going to be just Fievel digging for sand in the swamp. Um, prepare for an hour a day of just monotony. Okay, just Roll me a
0: every d20 time. to see how far you get this hour.
1: <laughs> uh, gosh, I wish. I wish. Anyways, you guys are prepped and ready to go and begin the journey towards Ryeberry, Heading out of the swamp and across Rofton Moor, on the two horses, Luth is on one, Oren on the other. Ta- Tyson McKay kind of walk-in along with Rogar Ragnac. Waddling. You've got, Yeah, waddling. Yeah, sure. And then you've got uh, <laughs> Fievel Mazenthrov atop Jack Bauer. So this being downtime, and also because, you know, traveling is, is just, you know, traveling as anyone who knows in D D, I i mean traveling takes three minutes and it would have taken three weeks you know in real life and then fighting takes 30 seconds in real life and it ends up taking three hours so that's kind of how it how it goes regardless you guys find that as you travel more northwesterly the topography changes you quickly begin to encounter forested area as opposed to Roughton moore that kind of unforgiving vast marshland wow the forests are deciduous, lots of leafy trees. As we come into fall, so it's fall fall season now, it's uh, I guess right before fall because the leaves are still green. But regardless, there is uh, quite a amount of greenery and grasses around the forest that you guys are walking in, and finally make it to a road, a dirt road, which Oren seems to be quite familiar with as he doesn't even kind of take a second look, he just immediately begins to head north. So heading along this road, orange and yellow flowers along the uh, the sides of the road mm, looks like a, it's about a cart and a half wide, made of dirt. You guys continue to head north, eventually coming up to a stream which has small, foot and a half, two feet tall waterfalls. And as you continue to march along the stream, eventually in the distance you see a small gathering of houses. So Oren kind of looks at these houses, looks to you guys, and says, Welcome to Newton. <laughs> Don't worry, we're just passing through. Okay. Are, are they friendly villagers? Oren looks to Fievel, who he knows as Baxter, and he says, Oh yeah, they're absolutely friendly. He says, They're uh, pastoral. Farmland as well. That, yeah. uh, you know, supplies ryeberry with food and grain. <sighs> mm. Stop for a meal. Mmm. Mmm. Tyson could go for food. We'll put on mutton. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's go. <laughs> uh, Oren looks to you all and says, we're no more than half a day's journey from Ryeberry. Are you sure you want to stop?
0: Oren, I haven't eaten in three weeks. My stomach <laughs> browsed and I shake it up and down and say... The stomach ain't gonna feed itself.
1: <laughs> okay, just out of game here. You guys have rations, right? Yeah. <laughs> You're just choosing not to eat them? No, this is awesome. Perfect. Great start to season two, I'm guys. i tired of salted pork, okay? I want mutton. <laughs> I want uh, mouse. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is, this is kind of just a small hamlet, just a small village. You can probably find a tavern if you'd like.
0: Let's just break into someone's house.
1: Oh, no. 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 no, 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 no. Oh, no. Hello, (laughs)
0: ma'am. Would you like to hear about our lord and savior, Seth, and Tyson?
1: (laughs) Legitimately, though, would you guys like to stop? Because you definitely can. Eh, I stop for a second, and I look at it, and I say, let's leave the (laughs) shithole. Okay. Uh, So Oren kind of gives you that scowl, that look that he's not very, you know, pleased with your behavior. Again, another reason why you're probably not a great fit for the Knights of the New Moon. Oren, you already told me
0: I'm garbage trash, so I might as well act like it. Oh my gosh,
1: <laughs> you're such a fucking teenager. Holy shit. Yeah, yes, Dad, teenager. you already told me I'm worthless. <laughs> so, you guys walk up and through and past Newton. Newton is these small collections of uh, houses, thatch roofs, you know, dirt, roads, lots of sheep, which kind of seem to roam around the town, circumnavigating nah. it and continuing to head north. Wait, are there uh, villagers outside? Oh yeah, there are people walking around and doing stuff, for sure. <gasps> Can I wave? <laughs> You can wave. Okay, uh, they all kind of look at you, and you know, they they wave hesitantly, but they've never seen a mouse riding a giant toad before. So <laughs> this is kind of a first for them. I tell them
0: to take a picture to last longer. Okay, well, they have no idea the what picture is, the so picture
1: <laughs> Yeah, so they don't know what that means. So now you're just a crazy-talking mess on top of a giant fucking frog toad thing. Take, a, take a
0: painting, it'll last longer. And then he poses for three hours for a painting. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, so, uh, passing Newton and heading north, you guys eventually lay your eyes upon Ryberry. Okay, Ryberry is a fairly large town, in and around 1,000, 1,200 people, uh, maybe at most. There are not-so-tall walls made of stone. It looks like they're cobbled kind of together. Lots of bits of Ryberry's wall is kind of of eaten away or torn away by time. It doesn't look like it's kept up very well. It rests in a pretty large valley and has, yeah, it's kind of on a mound in and of itself, kind of built up over time. As you guys approach and make it to the front gate, there are guards standing on either side. They wear a deep, kind of like magenta color to their armor and to their their banners, and the gates are open. So this is kind of a really cool bit about downtime, guys, that we're going to be implementing for Season 2. We're going to have kind of one player going at a time for downtime, because it's kind of one-on-one. But the really cool thing is that any chance that we get to throw in the other two as NPCs, we are going to have them roleplay that for us, kind of on the spot. So this is going to be the first time that we're going to be doing this, so as you kind of approach the gates of the city, one of the guards... actually, you know what? Fuck it. Two of the guards step forth, okay? One from each side. They kind of stop you guys as you're a larger group. There's also a giant toad walking up to the town, so that's probably not going to, like, put them at ease. We're going to have Rogar Ragnar and Tyson McKay. (laughs) If you guys could both, for me, play the two guards. So they come up to the gates. Oren says, just enter in the city. Usual business.
0: Oi, what's your business here?
1: Oren flashes his sigil and says, I'm a knight of the new moon. You've definitely seen me here before, my friend.
0: I ain't seen no one like you here before.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I switched okay, my accent so, up halfway
1: through. Yeah, no, fair enough. One of the guards, much more talkative than the other one, who's just kind of staring there looking dumbfounded. What do you, what do
0: you think <laughs> of the Travis for?
1: <laughs> Jesus. No so, way. <laughs> <laughs> My raven is named <laughs> <Ravis>. so uh, Say <laughs> so, uh, I don't think we can let that toad in. Yeah, yeah no, actually, good point. You know what? I'm going to give an inspiration point. That's actually thinking pretty... Inspiration point to the guard character, not Oh. Yeah, inspiration point to the guard character, not Rogar. I'm actually... I think that's way better, actually. If you have a what, what do you say to
0: that? I go on four paws and I beg him, please... <laughs> I can't
1: leave him out here. So that'll be a hundred gold. <laughs> Whoa! Okay, this is why I was worried about giving you guys executive decisions like this. Do you really think you can have a giant toad inside the city walls, Rogart? Fucking think <laughs> it through, 100 man. Gold, For a hundred gold, you <laughs> could have anything in the city. Oh wow. Okay, look, you can't. What? What is this guard gonna do with a hundred gold? Party? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Me and Tervius are going to go out
0: to the bar tonight. <laughs> That was a different accent as well, so... You know what? Fuck it, it's a homebrew. I'll allow it. You got a hundred gold there, yeah. Mouse. Um, What if I cut off my tail? Is that worth a hundred
1: gold? Holy shit, dude, if you cut off your tail, you're, you yes. no longer have... Yes! Like, no, no, no. I just want you to know what you're giving up here. Dude, if you cut off your tail, you, you're you going to lose your balance. That's how mice balance, is it not? I didn't say how much. <laughs> just the tip. Just okay, the tip. Well, I yeah, do want to watch yeah.
0: this, so I say yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay, uh, so one of them says yes. The other one says... He say no on that one. He says, sorry, mouse folk. I can't let you in with that toad. But they're good in
0: stews. Never had mouse tail stew before? No, and we had mouse stew <laughs> <before. laughs> You've had mouse tail Maybe <laughs> once or twice. Up. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> sorry, mouse. I don't think he'll fit through the doors if we all spit at once. I'm sure we could cram him no, in. No, it's a No. <laughs> Fuck suck your dicks. Uh,
1: I love how, I love how straight and matter of fact Rogar is. Just no, it's a no. Like you're not doing it. Either nah, you like leave that. the toad, or boy, you don't come in. Mm. Oren, can we box these guys or what? Okay, so Oren looks to you and says, "Come on, use your fucking brain. <laughs> you really think you could bring your toad in here?" I look
0: at Jack Barron and I say, "Get out of here!" <laughs> oh.
1: Okay, Jack Bauer turns and walks away without a fuss. Not even really worried or concerned that you're leaving him or he's leaving you.
0: So don't look back, you champ. Just, just get out of here. I say to the mouse, uh, you can stay near the gates and we'll watch him, but... I turn back, angry. I say, you can do whatever the hell you want. Don't so, use that tone with yeah. the me, mouse. I
1: don't like your attitude, mouse. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Got a bunch of like- racists here. Okay. <laughs> At no, no this up. I, I like it. Give him a hard time, guys. <laughs> she you well, yelling my at us. you won't
0: be allowed in it. It's a good thing we left Arta behind her to be busting her balls, too. Who's Arta? Who is Arta? Some hot chick that you guys missed out on. What did you do with her? Everything. Oh,
1: God. <laughs> roll me a deception check, you fucking liar. <laughs> so, one? <laughs> yeah. Do we have to so, roll? Or can we just take it out of... <laughs> no, no. It's very clear that the mouse has no idea what he's talking about. It's like... It's like fifth graders talking about sex, you know, (laughs) like, yeah, yeah, I've totally had sex, like where you, you touch your butts together. (laughs) Yeah. And like one of you kisses the other one on the cheek. Yeah.
0: All right, new moon, you can come in with the
1: others, but the mouse stays out here.
0: I don't like his attitude. Ooh, yeah. Guess I'll just climb the walls.
1: (laughs) Good luck with that. you guys. So the mouse literally says, guess I'll just (laughs) climb the walls. To which you're now able to respond however you like, guards of, uh, Ryberry. We will shoot if we see you climbing the walls. You have guns? Arrows? Bows? <laughs> what are guns? What are <laughs> guns? <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah, <sure. laughs>
1: okay, so it looks like Fievel Mousenthroth isn't coming into Ryberry in this interesting development. <laughs> uh, to be honest, I fucking love it, because less time with Fievel is less of a headache for me, so we are moving forward. <laughs> wow. The entire group. Is heading into Ryberry. Fievel is outside the city gates, still I, with those
0: guards. I pat Fievel on the head as I go in, <laughs> like Tyson, not the guard.
1: <laughs> it's okay. I'm gonna imbue Jack Bauer with jump, and we'll hop the wall. <laughs> yeah, and fucking decimate an entire block of the city. <laughs> they should have let me in. This is not my problem. You know what, man? I really don't think they should have let you in. I'm gonna have to side with these guys here. You are being an absolute cock. <laughs> like, you're so rude to them, it's like walking up to a police officer and being like, Hey, you fucking moron, why, why are you stopping me from drinking and driving while I listen to loud music without my seatbelt on, and on tires that are flat. It's like, you know what, come on, man. <laughs> okay. Okay, oh, I love that, okay. Alright.
0: I don't okay, like go. that, okay. I'm scared.
1: <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, but what are you doing? You staying outside the the walls? Or are you heading somewhere else? Think well. I'm gonna call back Jack Power <laughs> telepathically and be like, "Yeah, they didn't let me in." <laughs> okay, so Jack Power is no more than 15 feet from you because he's a huge fucking toad. He doesn't move very fast. And he turns around. His telepathy kind of runs along the lines of, uh, "Can you fucking believe them?" I say no.
0: <laughs> they didn't let you in. Like I, I was fighting for you, and then I I rush on over to him. I just.
1: I scurry on over to him. Okay, so Fievel and Jack Bauer are having another blatantly homosexual moment as we move <laughs> Do forward. Do we know if Jack Bauer's a boy or a girl? Jack Bauer's a guy. Okay. Yeah. Do we know if Fievel's a boy or a girl? We're not really sure. But I mean, who you knows? Season 2 might shed some light on that. <laughs> I mean, I guess my big cock dragging on the ground and give it away. <laughs> yet yeah, no one had seen your cock at this point, so I'm not really sure that's the strongest argument for you to face. I get hard when I get denied from cities. <laughs> uh. <laughs> it's weird, cause like, you got denied by Arda, and that didn't seem to get you hard at all. Girls.
0: <laughs> I'm in <team> okay. right? <laughs>
1: Anyway, we're moving on here, Fievel's outside, Jack Bauer and Fievel, you know, it might as well just be called the Jack Bauer and Fievel Show. Um, Everyone else is heading inside Ryeberry. Heading inside Ryeberry, it's an amalgamation of quaint homes, really really small alleyways and side streets, thatch roofs, tile roofs, you'll see those a lot. The main square, town square of Ryeberry, is somewhat small given the size of this of the, the the town. I mean, it's not a huge town, but you'd imagine it to be bigger. There's a well at the center of the town square, which has grass that is green growing from uh, in between the cobblestones, which line the streets. Inside this town square, there are quite a number of people, anywhere from 60 to 80. Hard for you guys to count. I don't think any of you have seen that many people in one place before, except for me and Rogar. I
0: don't think I can
1: count. <laughs> I, mean, I don't think you're ever taught how to count. Oren, I've never uh, seen such a place before. Oren looks to you and says, You've never seen a town before. I've only been in a village my whole life. Well, get ready, my friend. Lots of exciting things go on in Rybury. Tavern name two. (laughs) Well, if you're looking for a good time, the Jaded Giant is a tavern frequented by many people.
0: Bitches. Yeah,
1: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) bitches. But undoubtedly, one of the most recent developments was the mayor of the town, who I, we spoke about earlier. Yeah, wasn't he a bad guy now? No, he wasn't a bad guy. He was. He told you guys that he had a new advisor, a female who ah. was uh, very, you know, sensual. He mm-hmm. kind of persuade, persuaded him to do some different things. So he said that, you know, the mayor is kind of also a cause for some uh, commotion around the, around the town. So to
0: have a fun time, go see the mayor is what you're saying? Oh, yeah, to have a blast, for
1: sure. Regardless, there's there's a bunch of people in the town square, different vendors. One looks to be baked goods. Another one, leather work for horses, like saddles and harnesses for like, <gasps> oxen and stuff like that. There are also a fair number of homeless people in the town square as well. More than you'd think for a town this small, where, you know, pretty much everyone could help everyone, right? And as you walk by, they say, Please, can you spare some coin? Give me your only septum. <laughs>
0: I say, no, no, no. I'm poor, too. Can't you see my
1: rags? (laughs) Uh, you are wearing miner's clothes. I mean, they're they're not necessarily rags. They're not fine clothes or wonderful clothes, but I mean, they work. Regardless, they kind of leave it be, except for one homeless person. An old man who has a grey cloak, very muddy and dirty, and the hood is drawn up. He kind of looks at you. Uh, He's sitting down the alleyway about ten feet as you just pass these other guys who said, you know, I'm poor, too. And he says, you, you. No, and my he name's like, Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> he, is <pointing> a f- <laughs> he is pointing a finger towards Tyson McKay. And he says, you there, I can see your spark. Yes, I can see it, yes. I zip my pants up. <laughs> Sorry, sir. <laughs> okay, your pants don't have a zipper. Oh. Zippers haven't been invented. Um, yeah, we'll so. <laughs> You, uh, <laughs> pull your pants I guess, down. I guess you just you make sure that your your fly's not down. Is or, there a you know, hole in my your, pants? your <laughs> dick's hanging out, which is fine. <laughs> and yeah. he says, "Yes, yes, you. There's such a great spark in you." In me? He <laughs> says, "Yes, yes, of course. Don't you know?" i don't I'm, so, I'm confused, sir. Sorry. So Oren is kind of 10 feet ahead, he's kind of turning back and looking at you as you're kind of interacting with this homeless guy. Uh, the homeless guy nonetheless grabs the front of your clothes, <laughs> he buries his nose at, in your chest and starts to inhale deeply, he goes, <sighs> "Oh, <motivated>. ah yes, <laughs> brimstone, yes, <laughs> brimstone, and astral, hmm, quite interesting, yes, it's, it's quite interesting indeed.
0: Sir, sure, that's going to cost you at least two gold pieces. <laughs>
1: No time for that now. Come, come with me this way. Come with me. Oren so he to kind of hobble down the side street. Oren looks to you and says, look, you do you, my friend. He's, he's thinking this is a sex thing, but I mean, you, you do you. <laughs> I'm not gay, Oren. <laughs> Oren looks towards Rogar Ragnak, who's currently just watching what's going on. He says, Rogar, we have somewhere to be. I ask him, what about the homeless people? They're not our concern right now, Rogar. Uh, How much gold would it take to feed all the homeless people here? Uh, No more than 20 silver, probably. Oh, I give the vendor 20 silver to feed all the homeless. No way. Okay, I'm gonna give you a light point for that. Give him two. Sure. (laughs) Two light points? You think so? Alright, we'll put it to a vote. This is a democracy when I'm not being a dictator. So, all those in favor of giving him two light points. Raise your hands. One, two, you can't vote for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, regardless, that's two no and two, the no's have it. Alright, so just one light point it is. Uh, oh, sorry. He heads up to the bakery, the vendor that is selling different buns, uh, loaves of bread, uh, and what looks to be uh, muffins of some sort. And you give her 20 silver pieces. She kind of looks at you with a puzzled look on your face. You know, 20 silver is a lot for, uh, for bread and, uh, baked goods. But then you kind of explain to her that, you know, you're doing it for the homeless people. And this huge smile kind of erupts on her face and she says, you're so kind. she see me in bed. <laughs> yeah, but he doesn't care about the guy.
0: He doesn't care about the guy molesting Tyson. <laughs> says,
1: you can have a piece of bread, too. Oh, random
0: stranger, <laughs> homeless people, I don't care. <laughs>
1: okay, anyway, so, yeah. I, I nod my just, head. Okay, she says, what are you doing later? <sighs> um... I have, okay. uh, I have a very important <laughs> baking quest. bread in
0: a her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in love with art. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh, wow. She so left you. Is she to turn
1: down the bakery girl? First chance she got, it, she is left she you. Is <laughs> she hot? She's uh, yeah. hot. She's very attractive. Um, she's got brown hair, which is shoulder length. Mm. Um, it's currently well, it would be shoulder length if it weren't currently up in a ponytail right now because you know she's working. You know, don't want. Hair getting in the bread. Yep, yeah, she oh, works.
0: <laughs> she has
1: an apron on. She looks to be about five, five. Maybe, uh, you know, buck thirty. Too tall. <laughs> too tall. Wait, he's seven in... feet tall He's a dragonborn. <laughs> if anything, it's too short. Anyways. No, no. Moving on from this, because it seems like he's in love with Arda. This is still going on, Tyson. Wait, thing. wait. I'll ask her. I'll ask her. I'll come see her tomorrow. Same time. She kind of gives you a flirtatious smile and says, I'll see you then. Ooh, okay. You'll find
0: me in a body bag somewhere.
1: <laughs> yeah, Tyson McKay, this homeless guy is still beckoning for you to come with him. He says, come, come now. There isn't time. Hurry. Okay. <laughs> okay, so, Oren and... Tyson's
0: done stupid shit. I don't know why I was so against this.
1: <laughs> Oren, Rogar Ragnac, and Luth are all heading to the guild hall for the Knights of the New Moon. And currently we have Tyson McKay, who is following a homeless man into an alleyway. a Lazanthrov, who is outside the city limits with Jack Bauer, kinda doing whatever it is that they do when no one's watching. We'll, we'll, leave the,
0: we'll leave that to the fans' imagination.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're not uh, saying it, but you know what's going on. I wanna see fan art of this too. <laughs> oh God. I don't, it's like furry art. I don't know about this. <laughs> So uh, this is where our very first player is going to be encountering their downtime and where we're going to solely focus on their gameplay from here on out. So Tyson McKay, congratulations. Your I downtime am will chosen be the chosen one. First. Yeah, the chosen one. Your downtime will be the first that we take care of in Season 2. It's
0: just three so, episodes of me getting molested by this whole thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, you should see his rape dungeon. <laughs> he doesn't have a rape dungeon. All right, so <clears throat> you guys head down spoilers. the alleyway. He... They didn't let me in the city. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you're not in the city either. To be honest, I'm not sure how that would go. So you're heading down this alleyway. He kind of banks right down a side uh, street and then kind of pops his head back around. He says, "Come now, come now. I'm coming. I'm coming." Okay, Heroes. so he, <laughs> he leads you to the edge of the city walls, where there is kind of a semicircle, an arched entrance to the sewers. The grates that are supposed to obviously keep people out are uh, currently pulled and pried away, kind of bent out of shape, and he gets on all fours and crawls his way into the sewer. Spank his brimstone. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I guess I follow. You follow down into the sewers. Doesn't smell particularly great down here. uh, As you both walk no more than five feet forward before turning, and he begins to climb down a ladder to a lower level.
0: I let him get down to the bottom, and then I slide down the
1: ladder. Slide down the ladder? Roll me a acrobatics check. Mm. Nine. Okay, I mean, you got splinters in your hands, but, uh, you did it. <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> he continues to walk down the sewers beneath Ryberry. They're quite narrow and small, no more than six feet across, and five and a half, maybe, feet wide. There is kind of channels, or should I say, there is a channel through the center where refuse and and debris kind of float around and Mm -hmm. flow. but on the sides of those, uh, about a foot on either side of the tunnels here, has a little bit of like a gangplank, like a walkway that you can walk along. So he walks along that for uh, no more than about 15 feet before he turns and enters a chamber. That chamber has a large metal door on it, opens that. Holds it out ajar for you and says, Come in, come in.
0: Dear Seth, please keep me alive.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if you can pray to Seth once you kill him.
0: Yeah, I've beat him. Now he must obey me, right? I don't think that's how it works, but I mean, (laughs) he's the dragonborn. He's the one that absorbed his soul. Yeah. No, that's a a different Skyrim reference. Love it. Anyway, (laughs) uh, I I follow in.
1: So you enter his small room, which he closes the door behind you. You are in a room that is no more than 20 feet across. It is kind of dome shaped. So kind of like a, uh, uh, like a, like half of a circle. Uh, Nice place you uh, got here. Oh, thank you. Thank you. (laughs) As he goes about busying himself, tea, he asks, uh, what kind? So he kind of looks and he says, what kind? (laughs) Hmm. And you see him kind of like (laughs) holding two different packages of leaves in his hands. They're kind of like these cloth our sack bags, right? Uh, I do have an herbal remedy, which is quite nice. Sure, yeah, let's go with that. So he begins to brew the tea. For a second there, you uh, see he has kind of a, a fireplace or a fire pit, I should say, and you don't see him grab any flint and steel, and you don't see him light a match or anything like that, uh, but he kind of whispers something and a spark lights beneath the kettle. There's some some magic use going on you got a certainly magic fire the most, <laughs> <laughs> certainly not the most you know interesting thing in the room however there are odd trinkets and bits of gizmos different carvings of like statuary uh, of different times and eras there are bits of different creatures fangs, teeth claws scales hanging off of what looks to be kind of you know thrown out furniture which he may have just found and repurposed and brought here okay But the most interesting thing by far is the small dragon, which is currently sleeping on top of a barrel. By small dragon, I I mean a a fairy dragon. So he is legitimately two feet long, the colors of a monarch butterfly. And you see small bits of smoke pouring out of his nostrils as he sleeps. I get closer. To the dragon? Yeah. Okay, so you begin to walk towards the dragon before the man goes, Oh, now hold on. You don't want to wake him up while he's sleeping. What's his name? That's Ivok. Ivok. Yes. Awfully grumpy in the mornings though, so do be careful. I've never seen a dragon before. Yes, well, ivok has been with me for... uh, and he kind of like trails off and he goes, Well, I I can't honestly say how long I've known him. He's been around for at least a few days. And he seems kind of forgetful, (laughs) as though he doesn't really remember. Okay. He pours out two of the glasses of tea and gestures for you to sit at the table with him if you'd like.
0: <laughs> Roger shaking his head.
1: <laughs> uh, What's the worst thing that can happen, Roger? Yeah, I'm
0: already in his dungeon, so. Tea's, He's his pants down tea's probably drugged. <laughs> I'm going to die, so. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I take the tea and sit down. I say, thank you, sir.
1: He begins to sip from the tea and he says, You have no idea how happy I am to have found you.
0: I wish everyone was like you, but just, this is the respect Tyson deserves.
1: They don't appreciate your talents, my boy. No. Your spark.
0: No. I mean, no, they don't appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: thought you were disagreeing with him. At first I was like, why are you disagreeing with him? Regardless, he says, with you, I can finally be right again.
0: Uh, please explain more,
1: please. Okay, uh, roll me a charisma check, please. That's uh 12 N- by no fault of your own. I mean, it's a fine roll, but with a very low roll on his end, the man seems to stare off into the distance and try to think. And he goes, "Well, I needed someone to I I needed someone to uh, uh you, for the life uh, of me, I I can't remember. <laughs> would, would their dragon remember? From the dragon talk? I, I don't know. The old man kind of is still trailing off, like looking into the distance, like, you know, fumbling pieces together. He mentions something about feeble. So he goes, feeble, Uh, uh, slug, limbo, and he begins to kind of piece words together, uh, but there's nothing really coming out of substance. Limbo. I Um, can limbo. The voice that comes from the corner is silky and smooth and goes, well now, are we bringing... Friends home now, Phil. Yeah. And the old man kinda looks to me and he goes, ah, this is, this is the one. The one we've been waiting for. And the dragon, kinda lazily, like a cat, stretches itself out, and then hops with grace to the table, like his wings slightly, you know, expanding as he goes, so he kinda glides over, like, like a, a graceful cat leaping from counter to counter. Whoa. He slinks around, he is monarch colored like a butterfly so he's got reds, oranges and yellows and his voice as as I said is silky and smooth and there's definitely some intelligence behind the words that he's saying he doesn't seem like he's just, you know, a brute or uh, like a wyvern. He's definitely a dragon. He looks to you up and down. Uh Tyson McKay and he says, "Hmm. Yes, there might be something about this one." Thank you. <laughs> But tell me, is he really going to be any better than the last one? Oh, There's others like me? The dragon kind of chuckles and goes, <laughs> Oh my dear boy, you thought you were the only one. I, I don't even know what I am. I have so, no uh, <laughs> the man who he referred to as Vel, that's V-E-L, is still looking off into the distance, seeming quite troubled at the fact that he can't remember anything. But nonetheless, Ivok looks to you and he says, Poor thing. Can't remember a single thing of what happened.
0: Uh, what happened? Can you,
1: do you, do you know? Of course I know. But first, let me know about you. You see, our story isn't one that we just share with anyone. I mean... And I need to know that you have what it takes, Tyson McKay.
0: Secret for secret. You know my name, my name is famous here? Oh <laughs> As
1: it should be. Gosh, the amount of ego in <laughs> your character is ridiculous. So, he's asking you about yourself. Well, Sir Dragon. Please, just Sir or Ivok. <laughs> sir Ivok. <laughs> Splendid.
0: <laughs> well, Sir Ivok, I am Tyson McKay, as you previously stated, slayer of Seth, killer of bullywigs, master of the arts of
1: performance. <laughs> Those are quite the titles.
0: And I have this weird thing where I can uh, travel to distant places. I'm not really sure how it works, but I can do it.
1: Yes, you are a planeswalker, Tyson McKay. A planes? a very young one at that.
0: Hey, I'm at least 19.
1: <laughs> oh, don't take offense. No, your mortality is what makes your humankind you always worry that no one will remember you. You don't have to worry about that if you live as long as me.
0: I'll never forget you.
1: (laughs) Sadly, our friend Vel here has forgotten. Oh. You see, once upon a time, Tyson McKay, he was a planeswalker unrivaled in skill. He's a planeswalker? Was a planeswalker. Do pay attention, Tyson. You
0: can lose planeswalker? Okay, you tell the story, I'll listen.
1: It was... Quite a long time ago, Vel was working on some experimental magic in a place known as Limbo. Are you familiar with it? Have you been there yet?
0: Is it a place with a bunch of colorful pools? The Astral Plane is what you speak of, and no. Oh. Uh, Is it a place with demons?
1: (laughs) The Nine Hells? No again.
0: Is it a place with a bunch of lava and
1: imps? (laughs) Oh, you mean the fire plane? Yeah. No, not there either. Hmm. Limbo is something entirely different. An amalgamation of earth, air, water, and fire combined. You see, Limbo, my friend, is a plane of chaos. One that is ever-shifting and ever-flowing. That plane of chaos is the one where Vel was working on his... Well, his experiments. And not to say too much, but the plane in and of itself is hazardous, let alone its inhabitants. And so Vel was attacked, let's say. By what? The inhabitants of the first layer of Limbo are known as the Slad or the Sladi. Have you ever heard of them, Tyson McKay?
0: No, I haven't. I just found out they what the are... Yanti are, like, three days ago. And then I slayed yeah. them, so this should be no problem.
1: <laughs> he says, These Slad make the Yanti look pathetic and weak. You see, the Slad are an interesting race. Long ago, Primus, overlord of the Modrons, created a gigantic and complex stone imbued with the power of the law. He cast it into Linda limbo, believing that the stone would bring order to the chaos of the plane. But as the stone's power grew, it became impossible for creatures with order minds, such as Modrons, to create enclaves in limbo. But his creation had an unforeseen effect, my friend. You see, the chaotic energy absorbed by the stone spawned horrors that became known as the Sladi. They are toad-like in appearance. Red, blue, green, and black they have dark magic in their blood, and the ability to cause a nasty wound, let's say.
0: That's, that's a lot of information. So those are the things that attacked him?
1: They attacked him, yes. You see, Vel's magic became unstable, and his small enclave in limbo, his place of rest, of order amongst the chaos, underwent some destructive renovations. Oh God. And so you see the spell scroll required to cast him right again is inside that house, or what remains of it, if the Sladi haven't already taken it.
0: So you want me to go get it?
1: Of course. I want you to go get it, and Vel can go with you. Oh. Once he's there, he may know the place a little better. Can he still use magic and stuff? There are small fragments. You see, The repercussion of his experimental magic is something similar to enfeeblement. Are you familiar with the term?
0: No. I know how to farm. (laughs) (laughs) The dragon
1: actually does laugh at that, and he says, Enfeeblement is when the mind is weakened, no longer able to function, as it were. Mm. Forgetfulness, lack of focus, the inability to cast your magic and maintain concentration. So, in short, yes. Vel can cast some spells, but very small. More like the cantrips that you know.
0: How do you know I know cantrips? I don't even know what they're called.
1: <laughs> he looks to you and he says, So, do we have an accord?
0: If that means agreement, then yes, I believe we do. Tyson's ready to prove himself anytime, anywhere. He looks to you and he says, excellent. Any planes, I should kinda... have said. Fuck! God damn it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's okay, we can just delete that last sentence no, and then go for it's it where it is. <laughs> no, no, no it I it's fine. <laughs> it seems like with the telling of the story, Vel seems a little bit more with it at this point. He looks to you and he says, You'll need this. And he takes from around his neck, you know, breaks the cord on the necklace, which is just made of leather, and hands you a pendant. It is glass and has both... Flames and bits of earth and wind and water kind of swirling around inside it. It's no no bigger than, you know, like a jawbreaker. Say what is it? Uh that that is uh oh that 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 is uh and so High looks to him and he says that is an arcane focus. You have never been to Limbo before. So you'll need some help attuning yourself to its rhythm. Okay. Focus now, Tyson McKay.
0: Oh, I'm going right now. Oh, okay.
1: Unless you had other things going on.
0: Uh, I was just hoping for maybe, like, some some armor. I'm, I'm only in claws here. If, if those things can do the damage you say, I kind of want to be a little bit more prepared.
1: Hmm, armor you say. Well, I don't know about a soldier's guard, but you can check our drawers and chests and take whatever it is you need. Ooh. Thank you. Okay. So, what would you like to do? How many how many chests and drawers are there in the room? There's at least three wardrobes, the glass on the tops of which has books and scrolls inside, and most of the glass is broken and shattered. There's more than four chests. Oh, uh, two of them are kind of small, two of them are kind of large. There is assorted pots, pans, what looks to be some sort of a straw mattress on the ground. Um, and... <laughs> I take the, and, dr- and a dresser as well. There's also a dresser.
0: Can I take 20 and just search through stuff and try and find things?
1: Yeah, I'll absolutely allow oh, okay. it. So as you head through, the first thing, you know, you're kind of looking for armor. So that's kind of the first thing that you do find. You find a set of very old leather armor. Okay. It is pretty basic, granting you 11 AC plus your dexterity modifier. Okay. In addition to that, you also find a number of potions. There is two potions of healing, doing 2d4 plus 2 heals to anyone who drinks them. And there's also a, uh, it looks to be another potion, but it's a a different potion, a potion of greater healing. The greater healing potion does 4d4 plus 4. Yeah, so just a little bit more potent. Cool. In addition to that, you find a number of daggers, a short sword, which looks like it's from quite a long time ago. You've got, in addition to that... There is a spell scroll here. Oh. It's for the spell Fireball. <gasps> Sounds like Tyson's kind of spell. A spell scroll has the words of a single spell. It's written in a mystical cipher. If it's on your class's spell list, then you can read the scroll, and you can cast it without providing, you know, like any uh, checks, uh, I guess you could say. Otherwise, it's unintelligible. You have different levels of spell scrolls, so you'll have to check on Fireballs. Uh, if the spell scroll is in your class's spell list, but of a higher level than you can normally cast, which Fireball might be for you, you must make an ability check using your spell casting ability to determine whether or not you cast it successfully. The DC check equals 10 plus the spell's level. And on a failed check, the spell disappears from the scroll. So, you know, if the spell's within your list, and, you know, it's your level or below, you're absolutely fine, you can cast it no problem. If it's a little bit higher, then you're probably going to have uh, to make a check. I don't think it's on my spell list. Well, I mean, you're, you're a planeswalker of the, of the, you know, so far you're kind of going in the fire variety. It's a homebrew. I think it would kind of make sense for fireball to be on your spell list, but we'll talk about it at a different date. Okay. we can figure that I'll out. I'll take it anyway. Yeah. For just sure to have it. All right. So you now have a spell scroll of fireball. The other stuff around the room appears to be a lot of different depictions on parchment and different kinds of drawings and stuff like that. Different charts. And, uh, many of them seem to relate. the different planes of existence Mm. in fact some of them do have maps of the different planes and where theoretically they lie in proximity to each other oh that's kind of cool is there one with this limbo limbo is yeah it is shown on one of the maps as well uh so referencing that would be a great idea to also give you kind of a guidance or an idea of where you're going yeah i'll
0: take that with us
1: excellent the old man vel stands and kind of pulls you to your feet he grasps your hands tightly, and he says, Focus. Focus on the charm, my boy. Okay,
0: you know, I kind of rein myself in, and I put my mind at ease, and I focus on the charm. So you put your
1: mind at ease. Can I have you roll a d20 for me, please?
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh, gonna be another roll, for inspiration roll.
1: Okay, fair enough. <laughs> That's, uh, twelve. So, the arcane focus begins to glow brightly in your hands. And Vel says, yes, yes, keep going, more. Another one? Yes, please. Another one. Another one. Seven. So the light begins to fade, and the dragon, Ivox, says, maybe he doesn't have what it takes after all. I have performance issues. (laughs) Says the guy who is a master, (laughs) I'm a master performer, (laughs) Slayer of Seth. Anyways, (laughs) um, I just think that's super funny. (laughs) The old man, Vel, pays him no mind. He says, again, Tyson, again, please. Oh my gosh, no way So, in a very cool scene Light begins to glow from first your palms And then radiates all over your body And both you and Vel Who's grasping onto you Are portaled I told you I could do it, dragon (laughs) (laughs) I told you I could do it (laughs) (laughs) So, you guys uh, are portaled Transported through planes You see the different material planes All flying around you Just kind of like elemental chaos If that makes sense So you see different bright lights, darkness, shadows, uh, all these things kind of flying past you at great speed. It seems like it's either, you know, forever or just a second. And bam, you arrive in limbo. You're standing atop a rock, which is no more than 35 feet wide uh, in diameter. And it is currently hovering far above the ground with misty clouds and rainfall all around you. There are also other floating rocks, which are both above you, beneath you, and around you. Some of them being so large that they look like they would, you know, be like planets almost. I'm afraid of heights. Um, (laughs) The old man says, we did it. We did it. We're here. Where's here? Here, he says. And his mind kind of, you know, trails off. He goes, here. We're here. Okay. And that is where we're going to leave it for season two, episode one, of the prologue for Tyson McKay. Congratulations, Tyson! Super cool stuff. I'm going to be handing you 1,500 experience points for taking on the old man the quest that uh, Vel kind of uh, put to you—a lesson in planes walking. And in addition, I mean, for also you know a very cool thematic scene of traveling to Limbo. I think that was super cool. You know, you succeeded, failed, succeeded. It was kind of kind of a nice little back and forth there. So definitely super cool, man. Especially on the twenty. So that is uh, season two, episode one. Any thoughts, guys? I miss my I friends. The other two kind of being like, oh, I that, hate that yeah. guy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that guy got to play. I More. fed all the homeless
0: people, so I feel special. <laughs> you are yeah, special. Yeah, you, you got a light point for that. Yeah, you're special in my heart, Braylord. No, awesome. <laughs> oh, even though you let me get my <laughs> <laughs> you didn't say anything. <laughs> yeah, you, didn't, you didn't say you didn't want it. Yeah, I said ad right. You didn't say. I you want your dad to watch? <laughs> yeah. He's made it very oh, clear man. that he's not my father.
1: <laughs> and you know, you know that! What? This is this is probably a good point to say, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to the first episode of Season 2 of the Dicey D20. I hope that you guys enjoyed it as much as we did. Yep. Whether it was the antics of Fievel and the guards, or Tyson <laughs> McKay and his planeswalk and stuff, or the Bright Lord doing really good Bright Lord things, giving homeless people food. Before we
0: go, we'll just say, uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter or Facebook, you can, at, at D 20 podcast Justin's going to give us a shout-out from some of our Patreon supporters. Yeah, so, a uh, special shout-out from the good side of Baxter's heart. <laughs> it's very small. Very <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what, there's not a lot of room there, but you guys made it, so uh, wow. that's kind of a big deal on this podcast. So, to Tracy Dickens... And to the Daveinator Cushley. Yeah, thanks for uh, all the support. (laughs) The Daveinator Cushley. That's uh, that's Dave Cushley.
1: (laughs) Yeah, big shout out to those guys. Thanks so much for the support. We really appreciate it.
0: Yeah, if you guys want to support us on Patreon, you can do that. Uh, Go to patreon.com slash diceyd20podcast. Some pretty cool tiers that we're going to be working on in the future. Whether it's evening, night, or morning, I just want to... Right, Lord... Riding out, Jack Bauer and Baxter riding into the sunset together forever as homeless lovers.